Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Good morning, Memphis. Uh, I am certainly not Jim Shoemaker today. He is out in the field. I am Mac Jenkins, your host for the day. I've got my co-host Jason Harrington sitting beside me. Welcome, Jason. Good morning. Welcome. And we have an exciting show for you today. We have uh, Tal Goldsby, our Nashville Managing Director, uh, who came in from Nashville last night. He's going to be with us. And we also have our recruiter, Keisha Parrish. We're going to be talking about the life of a financial advisor, and also uh, the recruiting side of that. So if you want or if you've considered being a financial advisor, we've got some great information for you today. So we've got a, we've got a packed show. But, Jason, we always start with a little segment called By the Numbers. Uh, and we just finished the third period uh, of the or third quarter of the year in, uh, in the market. The, uh, how'd the S&P 500 do? Well, Mac, the S&P 500 in the third quarter was – was a little down. It had a little slow slow go in the third quarter. For for instance, in September, it was down two and a half percent, and over the last two months, it was down about eight point four percent. This was the worst quarter that S and P five hundred has had since two thousand eleven, uh, being wow. down about six point four percent. In fact, uh, in the we've had the the worst five trading days in the S and P five hundred in the calendar year of two thousand fifteen have occurred since August of eight of the twentieth of August. Well, so, so the uh, the third quarter of two thousand and fifteen not uh, not one of the better quarters in the stock market. No, not at all, not at all. But optimism here at the end of the year. Absolutely, and I believe a week ago, uh, or. A week next week, Warren Buffett made a statement. What was that statement back in 2008? Yeah, we were looking at similar market situations around then, and that's when Warren Buffett wrote his article, Buy America, I Am. I don't know if you remember that uh, when I Warren do. Buffett, that was big news. And it launched, uh, it ended the 2008 bear market. So maybe if we could just get Warren Buffett online, Art, if you could get him on yeah, the line for us. That would that would be wonderful. Maybe he could make another statement to uh, help the fourth quarter of this year. Yes, I, I'm hopeful for that. The the uh, I saw another uh, interesting article. It was a smaller number, so the jobs uh, came out, and for the first time, there were 7.9 million Mer- Americans out of work, which is the lowest number since April of 2008. So we dropped below the eight million dollar mark. I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, no, the jobs jobs is always I, I know that we always get an update here and Keith Quinn is normally on the show and that's one thing that we always look at is when jobs are good then uh then the economy typically follows. We got more people out there able to earn a living and make money and and uh purchase into the market. So that's good. Great. And uh, one other interesting article that I saw, not much fun. It was a title of it. It talked about millennials. And millennials is that uh, 75 million Americans, uh, 18 to 34. And the, the one thing that I thought was interesting about that in a recent survey uh, by the Insured Retirement Institute, millennials think they'll only spend, and this was an interesting number, $3,000 a month during retirement. 
Yeah, I, I saw that too, and that is the optimism of youth. You know, that's that's great. Absolutely, three thousand a month in retirement. Uh, you know, Mike, I'm a family of of five, and uh, I wish I could spend three thousand a month. Sometimes with uh, school expenses and everything that's going on, I feel like I spend that a day. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and most millennials do too. They're yeah, spending, they, they're spending a lot more than they're 3, spending 000. a lot more yeah. than three thousand dollars a month. Yes. So they're they're going to just shut down and and yeah, not do anything during retirement. Live in a tent. You know, go live in a tent under a bridge. Under a bridge, they're just going to hang out. You know, I like it. We're we're going to take a uh, we're going to take a break uh, for traffic and weather. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Tal Goldsby about the life of a financial advisor. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, Contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. Any statements made by our guests are not necessarily the opinion of Securian Financial Services or Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, helping you make the most of your money, this is Talk Money. And I'm Matt Jenkins, your host for the day. You're listening to Talk Money on KWM 990, the voice of Memphis. Got my co-host Jason Harrington here to my right, and we have our guest uh, for the day, uh, Tal Goldsby from uh, our... Nashville office. And tell we want to talk a little bit today about the uh, life of a financial advisor. So let me open that up for you uh, and ask you the first question. First of all, uh, how long have you been in the business and uh, why did you choose this career? Awesome. Well, Mac, I appreciate you guys having me again here today and um, looking forward to talking with you guys a little bit more about uh, what life has been like for me for the past 12 years. That's when I got into the business, uh, started with Shoemaker Financial pretty much straight out of college. Um, I always, you know, through college, I was a business major and wanted to be in the finance industry and felt like, you know, when I interviewed with, with Shoemaker Financial, it was, it was a good fit. Uh, but really the reason I wanted to get into the industry was to, you know, help folks, uh, help my family, you know, us, us, that we had certain goals that we wanted to achieve as a family and felt like the career as a financial advisor could get us there. And I felt like I had the skills to be able to do that, to be able to communicate with people and, and help them solve the problems that they had going on in their life financially. So it, it's been a good choice so far. Tal, I know when you come into the business, you tend to have this preconceived idea about what it is to be a financial advisor. And I'm sure I remember when you came into the business and, you know, a young guy, aspirations that were very large. What was, uh, what, what do you feel like has been the most different thing that you've experienced from what you thought financial planning was going to be like when you came into the business? Well, I think, you know, when you're 23, 22 and just graduated college, you spent the last four years in dorm rooms watching movies like uh, Wall Pizza. Street and, oh, yeah, Room. Yeah. and you know, you, you kind of have a little bit of that attitude that you're going to come in there and be this high-flying guy that everyone's going to come to for advice and 
you're just going to make all of these people a lot of money um, that you're working with. And, you know, I think that uh, that was somewhat of my mm-hmm. grandiose vision that I had for the career and found out pretty quickly that that's not at all what it was like, that, um, you know, the, the pace to drive a Ferrari. No, into, I still have yet to purchase a okay. Ferrari. and I doubt that I ever will, as that's probably not the smartest purchase in <laughs> use of right. money now that I've learned. But, uh, you know, I think that more importantly, what what I learned is that it's not about quick money that you know it, making a lot of money really quickly is not necessarily what we do for clients it's more about finding a solution in a long-term plan that ultimately will get folks where they want to go i think that's great tell I, I had the a very similar uh thought process when i started way back when and i've, I've been in this business a, a long time uh but i i can remember back with interviewing with jim and everything is going to be great you know i was going to buy my parents a new house and a new car and by the end of you know the the second month, I was just trying to buy some crackers and yeah, it's and, definitely and find a place to live. So it's not about it's not about a, a making money quickly. It's about getting into this business and helping your clients, which I think you know all all three of us and and most financial advisors do have a passion for helping people. And I think that was one of the big drivers that led me into this business. Tell, let me ask you another question. Share with us kind of what a day is like for a financial advisor. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I've been in the business for about 12 years and I don't know if I've had two very similar days that, you know, every day that I come to work there, you know, there's something new that's on my desk that I need to take care of, uh, a new issue with a client that, uh, has an issue that or a solution that they're looking for. And so it's a lot like solving a puzzle every day. And, you know, that puzzle changes with market conditions, with tax laws, with everything that's changing in the world around us. You know, we're always striving to find out what the best solutions are for our clients. So, you know, it's extremely gratifying when you go home at the end of the day and you've you've helped folks and, you know, been able to add value to what they're doing in their life. And so uh, no no two days are alike. I, I can't say that they all are just like really easy days. You know, a lot of times there's some hard conversations that we have to have with our clients. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I do think it's pretty rewarding because I'm not I'm not necessarily doing the same repetitive thought process over and over again. Tal, you mentioned your clients. You've made reference a couple of times to help my clients and our clients, and I see clients every day. Who are your clients? I mean, what do they look like? Um, yeah, I mean, I think if you look at our clients, you know, one of the, the biggest misconceptions that I that I see is that, you know, you guys are both really good-looking guys, yes. well-dressed Correct. men, and so always buttoned up in suits and looking good and shaven every day and, you know, always that clean-cut look. And we get this opinion I think the the general public has this opinion that they have to have, you know, $5 million in the bank account before they can come and work with us. And so, but if you actually look at the clients that I have, it's pretty much, you know, your general, you know, middle America family, a family with two or three kids that have aspirations to send their kids maybe to college and want to be able to retire comfortably, not necessarily on a yacht, but comfortably. And they're trying to figure out what they need to do in order to get there. Yeah, I know. I think that I think I run into that a ton in our business of the hesitancy of your normal everyday family to come and talk to a financial advisor because they think, well, you know, I, I don't know that I need a financial advisor because I'm not, you know, we made reference to Warren Buffett earlier in the show. I'm not right. rich or or however they may define that. But you're saying you deal with people that are just like you, just like me and, you know, trying to to do well for their family and do good for themselves and their community. I think if you look back over my last 12 years here, 
the people that I've helped the most started with nothing. And we've, yeah. we've now created something that they have a foundation that the rest of their lives are going to be changed because of the work that we've done over the last 12 years. And they really didn't start with anything, but they had the courage to admit that, but also, you know, they, the conviction to change what their lives, where their lives were currently headed. And they've done a lot of hard work in order to get where they are now. And, and, and I think that they'll change not only their lives, but the generations after them as well. Yeah. What an impact. Awesome. Tell let, let me ask you another question. You know, you talked a little bit about having the, the grandiose expectations when you came in and everything was just going to be great. The, the phone was going to ring, clients were going to call. Tell me a little bit about the, what you would consider being the hardest part of the job, being a, being a financial advisor. Yeah. The, the hardest part about being a financial advisor is really, you know, I, like I said, I, I think I felt like I, I was going to come in and people were just going to come to me and I was, cause I was so smart. You know, and I, that ended up not being necessarily the truth, or at least people didn't see that in me immediately. So the hard part was going out there and, you know, facing the competition that's out there in the community in order to grab their attention, in order for me to be able to sit down and help them, uh, help my clients. And, you know, the competition really exists. There's a lot of different financial advisors in the world. Um, and really, there's not ever a single right solution for a client. And so a lot of times what we're doing is I may be talking to a client and they had just gotten done talking with another financial advisor and our recommendations aren't always exactly the same. So obviously, you know, talking to people and making them believe that my recommendations are the best solution for them is a, is an important thing. But also really, to be honestly, the biggest competition that we have is just worldly things, the, the things that they want today, a, a new truck or a bigger house or a new iPad or whatever it is, you know, clients decide to choose put the money um, that in for things today as opposed to setting them aside for the future. So most of the times what I'm doing is um, really balancing the future goals that they have with living life today. And, you know, it's not all – I don't want them to live poor right now. I mean, they have to live and have a life and do fun things in the moment, but it's it's all about balance at the end of the day. So that's been the hardest thing is to get people to see that balance and what they need to do for the future and then today. Getting people to understand that, yes, hey, you can go to the beach, you can go to Disney World, but maybe you go to Disney World two years from now instead of today, and you yeah. do both instead of one or the other. Well, exactly. And maybe you don't need a brand new car. Right. You know, right. You know if you get a brand new car, you know, a lot of times that's more expensive than sure. buying a used one. And so... Right. Um, you know, them spending a little bit more money on a car, that's money that they could save in, in a vehicle designed to take care of them later on down the road. But, you know, some clients have enough money to buy a brand new car. And that, I mean, that's okay. But and I'm never going to tell someone that they can't buy a new car. Right. Uh, you know, some people deserve it and others don't. But the, the idea is that um, that they balance what they have going on now um, with the goals that they have in the long sure. term. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell, tell me a little bit about how you walk your clients and help them get to a solution of what they're trying to do. Yeah. And it really varies from client to client. I think some clients really want to be told this is what they need to do. And they, they want a directive and a kind of a set of marching orders that gives them exact instructions on exactly what to do on, you know, from A to Z. And then other clients want to find a solution together. You know, they, they want to be involved in that decision-making process where, you know, they're involved and they want to have input as far as where they want to go. And so it's it always is different as far as how the process works. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the client is the boss. 
And so we're going to find a solution together. It's just finding the methodology is how to get there is, is what my job really consists of. Yeah, that's great. Jason, thoughts on that? I mean, uh, you're in the business too, so. Yeah, no, uh, Tal, Tal hit it spot on. I mean, one of the, one of the, I guess one of the more challenging things and, and rewarding things in our career is to, is that a, a real financial advisor client relationship is not one where we are telling the client what to do. You agree, Tal? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're, we're more uh, presenting them a path with some solutions. We're working with them. We're uh, getting their input. We're hearing the things that they know. We're learning from their experiences as well. Uh, so a lot of times our clients are teaching us as well as we're teaching them. They're guiding us on what their real passions are. So we're walking down this path together, uh, arm in arm, and we're saying, hey, what what can we do together to accomplish your goals uh, and make your dreams come true. And I think that, too, I mean, that's the biggest part of our job is that the communication side of it. It's not easy to talk about finance with people. It's probably one of the, you know, the oh, last yeah. protected thing that people don't really talk about in Absolutely. public. And so for us, it's hard because we have to really get down to the root at what people want to accomplish. And, you know, that, that takes some advanced skills in, for, in, in, in terms of communication to be able to really drill down to exactly what the core of what they want to get done uh, or what they want to accomplish. And so um, that that's really what we do on a daily basis is talk with people and figuring out exactly where they want to go. You mentioned a word earlier. You said you had some clients who had the courage to to make change. And a lot of times when you're talking about finances, it's getting them to that point of courage to say, hey, I'm, I'm willing to willing to reveal this aspect of my life to you that I may not have told my best friend or may not have told my parents or right. anything. Well, you, you and I are both into fitness pretty heavy. And, you know, I, I think that a lot of people, when they get into want to lose weight or get healthier, they're right. looking for a, a, a silver bullet or a pill that's going to make them healthy. And, you know, we are not that. We're not. We we're we're more of the trainer that yes. works with us day in, day out, and that consistent work in order to get us where we Sweat. want to go. You Sweat. Gotta, you got to put work into it. Right. Absolutely. And tell Jason and I opened with, you know, the, the third quarter of this year was not uh, not the best in the market. Uh, talk to us a little bit about dealing with the, the stress that the that the clients face when the market is is having some volatility. Right. You know, and I probably have two pools of people. Uh, the younger generation, the guys that I'm working with, that they're getting established and accumulating money. You know, I, it's kind of when the market's volatile and going down, it's a good thing for them. Because you know that, that's time when we're getting things on sale and that we're we're able to buy into the market at a little bit lower price. The ones that it becomes stressful for are those that are either nearing retirement or already in retirement because the money that they have saved with us is all they have in the world, and that's what they're depending on to take care of them for the rest of our, their lives. And so it it is a stressful experience to uh, go through market volatility for that group of people that are in retirement. And so you know the, I think that. It, it is stressful. What I walk away with is the, the knowledge and the confidence that they're going to be okay if we stay pat. And so if, you know, if we stand you know, with the strategies that we've started with and not al- allow the, the emotions of a volatile market to make changes to what we're doing, they're going to be okay in retirement. So the stressful thing really comes, am I going to be able to hold my hand, hand to the client long enough to be able to help them get what they ultimately want and not let them make a mistake? Tal, I wanted to ask you one quick question here, and I know that if we have listeners out there that are potentially contemplating going to a financial advisor, I'd like to go 
they are talking with their spouse or they're, they're single out there and they're wanting to get uh, their finances right. Uh, obviously, if they were wanting to look for a financial advisor, we want them to look at Shoemaker Financial. But if they're out there looking and asking, what kind of questions might they want to ask their financial advisor as they make this choice? What are some, some things that you think, as you've talked to your clients, that they've appreciated about you and about the work that you've done that you would want that uh, clients out there to think about before they chose their financial advisor? Yeah. And like I said earlier, I think communication is the biggest part of what we do. So, you know, I think you want to be able to find someone that you can communicate with well. If it's someone that you have a hard time having a conversation with, that that really is not the person that you want to look for. Um, always finding a CFP, a certified financial planner, it's always key. Um, but the good thing with Shoemaker is, is that we have a whole crew of certified financial planners that are backing us every day. Um, so you know that when you're working with Shoemaker Financial, that you have that group of people, the the technicians that are backing us up every day. Um, but also, you know, you want to look at just their track record, you know, I mean, uh, their, their ability to help clients and, you know, get referrals from other people that are, are around you that you trust. And I mean, that's a key way to do it, but ultimately it's that communication and that relationship if you feel like you can trust that person and that they can get you where you want to go, that's ultimately what you want to look for more than even all of the accolades or experience. It's that, it's that person that you have faith in. That's Communication, faith, trust, someone who you can become friends with. Yeah, absolutely, because they're going to be friends with you for a long time. Yeah, I think this, that this is. This isn't a person selling you a car that you won't see for another four years or maybe never, ever see again. Sure. This is someone that is going to make sure that your kids can go to college or that you can retire and not have to work until you're 85. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've found that in, in my career is that a lot of my clients now are some of my very closest friends. Yeah, absolutely. I was at an event this weekend, and some mutual clients of ours walked up to me and said, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And it's just great to be in the community and have those relationships with people that I wouldn't have otherwise, knowing that we're taking care of them and that uh, their families are protected and they're on track to be able to accomplish the things that they want to in life. Absolutely. That's great. Jason, let me let me ask you a question. I know, sure. I know you've been in the business uh quite a while too. What's been the what's been the, you know, most rewarding thing about this business for you as a financial advisor? I you know, Mike, there there are a lot of rewards that I've been able to experience over the over the time that I've been here. Uh probably the two most fulfilling things that I I can say is that uh, when you're sitting down with a client and they at the at the end of the journey, if you will, when we're complete and we've uh, implemented the recommendations that we've had and we and I ask them, you know, how do you feel about this process? What do you feel you've been able to get done? Uh, I have never had a client uh, praise the products. I've never had a client say how happy they are about their investment account. I've had clients tell me that they feel at ease, they feel comfortable, they feel like they've finally got direction. Um, I've had uh, married couples talk about things that they have postponed and put off, and they have a sense of accomplishment. Uh, and when when I get to experience that with them and see that, it, it's it's very hard to describe here uh, and to draw a, a good word picture of that, but there is a sense of fulfillment there that is very hard to explain. Um, you know, I I would say outside of that, I would echo Tal. The relationships that I've had have been great. 
Okay, great. We're going to uh, take a quick break. Remember, you're listening to KWM 990 Talk Money, the voice of Memphis. If you uh, want to pass our program along to someone, you can go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. When we come back, we're going to uh, bring Keisha Parrish, our recruiter, in. We're going to be talking a little bit. If you've heard something that uh, interested you, how uh, that you could come into this business. So we're going to be talking to Keisha. Tal will stay with us, so we'll be right back. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Remember, financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. Helping you make the most of your money. Talk Money will return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. Hoping you make the most of your money? This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results, research, investment advice, or a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. And Jim Shoemaker again is out this week. I'm Mac Jenkins, your host for the day. I've got my co-host Jason Harrington, and we've been talking to Tal Goldsby about uh, the life of a financial advisor. We're going to bring our recruiter in, Keisha Parrish. Keisha, welcome. Thanks. Good morning. So glad to be here. Absolutely. And and during the first segment, we talked about kind of what it it is and takes to be a financial advisor. And if that's something that that says, hey, I want to help people, I want to possibly get into this industry, uh, or if you know someone that wants to get into this industry, this next uh, segment is going to be dedicated to how that might happen. So, Keisha, I want to start off with you. I want to talk. Tal talked a little bit about what the financial uh, career looked like. I want to ask you a question. What about career stability? We always talk about if you're looking and going into a different career, one of the things you need to look at is is how stable is that career. So. How to, tell us about career stability in the financial services industry. Absolutely, Mac. Um, while nothing is absolute, I like to think the career as a financial advisor is very stable. And um, whether the economy is doing well or poor, financial advisors are able to work with their um, clients in a multitude of environments. This is one of the top careers in the United States today. According to usnews.com, This is expected to be one of the faster-growing occupations over the next decade, with a projected growth rate of 27% between 2012 and 2022, according to the Labor Department. Wow, that's that's, uh, some astonishing growth in in this industry. That's something I didn't even even thought about. But I did read an article, Mike, the other day that said that there are far more advisors – in the 55 and plus range exiting this business uh, than there are coming into this business, which to me is if I'm a young, you know, entrepreneur or a young career minded person, 
I'm all over that. That's opportunity of, of growth. That's opportunity for upward mobility. Uh, have you seen that? Have you seen anything to, to relate to that as well as you've been around? Yeah, absolutely. This is an industry that is aging and it's uh, certainly wide open to bringing newer and uh, newer advisors and younger people into it. And that's one of the things that we do at Shoemaker is, is bring new advisors into this career and, and develop them into creating their own successful financial planning practice. I know one thing I was looking at when I came into the business to Shoemaker, I was 27. And one of the appealing things to me about Shoemaker in particular, but financial services, was that the future was wide open for me if I wanted to, you know, control my destiny it was there you know uh you know Keisha when you're looking at uh a new person to come into the business what what are some skills if I'm if I'm that 25 year old 27 year old and I want to go out there or a career changer that's you know in their 40s that's looking to go for a new opportunity and take advantage of some of this uh potential and growth in this business in this industry what are some some uh Uh, some characteristics that someone, some skills that someone might need to be good as a financial advisor? That's a great question, Jason. Um, You know, I would say a background in sales or customer service may be beneficial. Um, It's not necessary um, to have a financial background. And we see um, a lot of our successful advisors are teachers, managers. So, you know, it's not necessary to be um, a financial background um, as long as you bring with you ability to impact and influence people in a positive way, um, have a self-confidence about you, self-management, focused on learning, um, relationship building and personal growth is also a big part of this profession, um, and the ability to network effectively. You know, I like to tell people not being afraid to jump on a treadmill already going 15 miles an hour. You know, that's just, speed, it's just something it? yeah. that you, you jump into and you just, you run with it. Um, no matter what stage in life you find yourself. And we have seen advisors join our organization from many different sources, including career changers, recent college graduates, and experienced financial advisors. And tell, I know that you're heavily involved in the recruiting process up for our Nashville office. Tell, tell me a little bit about what you look for in a in a quality candidate that you're trying to bring on i think it goes to a lot what we talked about earlier that the ability to communicate effectively is huge because you can be the smartest person in the world uh, and have the best strategies of any financial advisor out there but unless i can uh, communicate that to the client effectively they're never going to listen to me so i think communication is key and you can have communication skills no matter whether you're an art major or a, a business major and so I think that the the key thing is to be able to communicate, but also, you know, what I'm looking for is someone that really wants to take control of their future. Um, They're not necessarily looking for an eight to five job. They're looking for a a career in which they can uh, build a practice that will provide for them and their family for the rest of their life. And so there's a lot of aspects of being a business owner, of being a financial advisor. So you have to have some of those characteristics of someone that's willing to nest, to you know plant a flag in the ground and say this is my business I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, Tal, I think we've seen we've experienced some of our best advisors have not been uh necessarily your traditional finance or investment guys, but they have just been that person who who wants to succeed, who wants to control their own destiny and wants to have a career versus your 
typical eight to five job, go to work, punch a clock and come home. Right. Yeah. It's definitely not an eight to five job. Um, you know, most of our successful advisors, they put in a lot of time prospecting, networking, and a lot of their meetings are held after five, meeting with families and, you know, growing those relationships and building that trust. And that is a huge part of the role as an advisor. A relationship builder. Yes. All right, we're going to uh, we're going to continue that conversation, but we need to uh, take a break and hear the Mid South moment with Rebecca Brazier. Remember, you're listening to Talk Money on KWM nine ninety, the Voice of Memphis. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Remember, financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation, helping you make the most of your money. Talk Money will return right after this. When Nazi Germany achieved a surprise victory over France in 1940, an alarmed President Roosevelt immediately began expanding national defense industries at a breathtaking rate, which greatly altered the face of the Mid-South. Within a year, two major defense industries were operating in Shelby County. Memphis became the U.S. 2nd Army Headquarters, where training for the half-million soldiers stationed in Tennessee was conducted. The nation's only inland naval base was established in Millington. Workers were hired wherever they could be found, and local factories were retooled for wartime production. During the war, the Ford plant was used to make airplane engines, Quaker Oats manufactured synthetic rubber, and Firestone produced rubber life rafts. Of the 40,000 men and women from Shelby County who served in our armed forces during World War II, 662 were either killed or missing in action. Among those who served... African-Americans from the Mid-South fought with exceptional bravery and honor and contributed in countless ways to the defeat of Germany and Japan. One African-American from Memphis who served with distinction was Captain Luke Weathers, who flew with the famed Tuskegee Airmen and shot down seven enemy planes. Weathers once said of Memphis before he died that this is a city that has its feet in the Mississippi its souls in the churches, and its minds up in the blue sky with God. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Any statements made by our guests are not necessarily the opinion of Securian Financial Services or Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, helping you make the most of your money, this is Talk Money. And I'm your host, Mac Jenkins. Today I've got Jason Harrington, Cal Goldsby, and Keisha, Keisha Parrish with us today. And we're talking about recruiting. Uh, and Jason, I know you wanted to start off with the next question. Yeah, I had a question, uh, Keisha. If you mentioned the characteristics of the people that would come into our business, what are some uh, some characteristics of this career that would attract someone to this business? What, if I'm looking at it, what are some things today that may make this career very attractive to me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the main things that I think attracts a lot of our advisors is just the flexibility that goes along with with the role. Um, you know, a lot of our guys can they set their own schedules. They're able to you know get their meetings done, and you know if they want to attend their their child's soccer game, then they can. And um, you know, flexibility is one of the main things. Um, also, just the income control. Um, you know, there's no cap. 
on what you make in this yeah. industry. Um, so that too is one of the big things. Um, you're not bound to a cubicle eight to five. So, you know, that goes along with flexibility and just being able to get out and meet with your clients on your time. Yeah. I know. I know for me, my personality for these guys that know me here well, know that my personality is not one to be seated. Uh, I need to be able to get out and talk to people and engage with people. That's just my personality. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm also a dad, and, and mm-hmm. I like to, and I know Mac is a dad and Tyler dads, and you're a, a mother. And right. I know that uh, we're all involved with our children. We like to go to games and dances and uh, all that good stuff. So, uh, Tyler, are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that you know the biggest thing that attracted me to this career was um, no one necessarily had to tell me where I had to go. Uh, you know, I was in control of what I wanted to do. Um, you know, and I, you know, I consider myself, you know, someone that likes to improve myself and grow and that sort of thing. And so Shoemaker really attracted me because they had a lot of programs in place to be able to train me professionally in order to get the the knowledge and the skills that I needed in order to help clients better. And so, and I'll be honest, you know, there, there's uh, our rep- our industry gets a reputation for not being stable, but I think in the long term, our, our our job, our career is more stable than a lot of other things because no one can take away my practice from me. That it's something that I've built up. Whereas if I had a nine to five job where you know I'm working for a large corporation, they could eliminate our our uh, division, and then all of a sudden I'd be working there for 20 years and without a job. And so, I, in my opinion, I think there is some long term stability in our career that is extremely valuable. Mac, I know you've been you talk a lot to the guys that come into our office that are uh, that are older that are looking for a career change. They've come in, they've they've been working at a uh, at their last job for maybe the last six, seven, eight years, and they've hit that point where their next promotion, if you will, is when their boss leaves. Uh, what are some things that you tell them about the career that uh, you know that may encourage them to even look at this as an opportunity? Yeah, I think there there are two very critical things that that you need to consider, and I think the the rewarding side of this business uh, certainly has been for me during my career uh, in this industry. Number one is is time freedom. Uh, you have the ability to. To certainly within within guide rails, uh, kind of choose your own schedule. Now, if you're a new advisor and you come in and you say, "Hey, right, I, right. I'm not going to be here for the next two months," probably not going to. We'd go. have a problem with yeah, that. Yeah, we'd probably yeah, yes. have a little problem with that. But again, you know, there are there are times that you know I've never missed a dance recital. I've never missed a piano recital. It gives you a career where you're able to participate in life. So I think time freedom is critical uh, when you're choosing a career. And the other thing is is money freedom. You know, Keisha mentioned it earlier. There's no uh, there's no ceiling on income. You get to choose what you want to make, and and that's one of the things that intrigued me when I came into this industry is you have the ability to determine your own income. It's it's nobody coming to you saying you can only make this, or if you get a raise, it's going to be given to you by somebody else. You have the ability to go out and make that. So I think time freedom and money freedom are certainly critical aspects of this industry. I know something you told me, Matt, uh, Tao made mention of this, that no one can take his practice away. And I remember something you told me a long time ago that, uh, and I've heard Mr. Shoemaker say this many times in our office, that one of the things that you love about our business is that it's not just about what you're doing today, but our career is about the impact in the future, the legacy that we get to leave behind. We're going to retire and have people and have people um, 
whose children and grandchildren are impacted by the work that we've done. Even when we're retired, we're going to run to them at the grocery store and see them, you know, their grandkids who we've uh, had some impact on. Yeah, I think you, you have to have a spirit of wanting to help people. I mean, this is what this business is, is about, is about working with a client. They're coming to you, not that you're any smarter than them, but you're, you, you are more informed and they're coming to you for advice. And, and our job is to guide our clients down a path to lead them to their financial freedom. And, and that's defined differently by every single client that we meet. But I think you have to have a spirit of, of helping people or, or wanting to help people uh, as you come into the business. Tell, let me ask you a question. Um, our listeners out there, they may be thinking, I know someone like that. I may be in a, in a career that's not rewarding. Tell me a little bit about the next steps for someone who would want to move into this career. Sure. You know, I think they need to find a, a firm that fits for them. You know, there's several things that I would look at if I was getting into the industry again. Um, and number one is a training program. You know, there there are places where they expect you to just walk in the door and immediately have all the skills that they want. And their tra- training program is not necessarily what you need it to be. And so really dive into what their training program covers and make sure that it, it suits your needs also, you know, I'd look for some mentorship opportunities, be able to shadow some advisors that have been successful in building a practice and, uh, you know, watch them help clients. And that, you know, that that type of training is just basically, you know, invaluable. And then product offerings, you know, I, I always think it's impor- important to be independent, you know, be able to not necessarily just sell one widget, be able to go out there and find a product that fits your client's needs best and be able to go and find that product for them. And then also specialists, you know, if, if I, you know, if I am a, a, a pharmacist, go find an advisor who works with pharmacists and has experience in knowing what my career uh, holds for me. And then also compensation, obviously pay is important, but to be honest with you, if there was one company that was paying way more to their advisors than another, all the financial advisors would go work for them. So a lot of times it's a little bit smoke and mirrors. So, uh, but co- compensation is definitely something that you want to look at. Yeah. I think marketing would be that last uh, critical aspect is, is how are you, how is your firm going to help market yourself uh, and, and the firm and, and what type of marketing ability do they have? We're going to uh, take our final break with uh, traffic and weather. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up with Keisha and Tal and uh, Mr. Harrington. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return after this. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan, it's the results. statements made by our guests are not necessarily the opinion of Securian Financial Services or Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, helping you make the most of your money, this is Talk Money. 
And we're back. Again, Mac Jenkins, Jason Harrington uh, hosting today. Jim Shoemaker out of the office. Tell him I want to ask you one final question in regards to uh, the recruiting process. Uh, in, in regards to w- when you meet with a candidate and they're asking, uh, you know, you've talked about stability, you've talked about uh, communication, you've talked about all the good things of a financial advisor. Uh, a lot of the times, one of the questions uh, that we get is, you know, uh, how am I going to get into this business? You know, what's going to make me successful? And, and you know, talk a little bit about the marketing side of that for a, for a financial advisor. Sure. You know, Mr. Shoemaker has kind of famously always said that you're, you're, when you're in this career, you're in this job 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so, you know, the marketing side of this job is to basically be always looking for a client that you can help. And so, you know, you, you say a lot of times you could be at line at the post office and, and meet your next client. And so, you know, a lot of times you have to embrace that, that mentality that, you know, you're, you're always looking for that next client. And so from a marketing standpoint, you always have to have your eyes open, be looking for opportunity out there. Yeah, that's great. I think that's one of the biggest things is the the ability to market yourself. A lot of times we get the question, do I need to have a finance degree? Do I need to know the numbers? And I think the biggest thing uh, as we talk to potential candidates who want to be in this business uh, is the ability to communicate and, and the ability uh, to help their clients and lead them down the path uh, of their financial freedom. Uh, if they have the ability to communicate, uh, they are certainly well on their way to to being in this business. Jason, thoughts on that? I mean, no, I think you're absolutely right, Mike. I mean, uh, when I'm doing an interview with someone and I'm looking to talk to them, my very first uh, critique of them, if I'm looking at it, is can they talk to me? Can we just have a real conversation? Because I think that uh, we get wrapped up in the mental thought process of what a experience with a financial advisor will look like. And we feel like it needs to be this real cerebral experience and it needs to be all, you know, technical, but really it's, can, can these people relate to me and can they talk to me and might I trust them? Absolutely. You know, we want to, uh, if you've heard information, you'd like to get more information about a possible financial career, uh, be sure to reach out to Keisha. Uh, you can reach her online at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. You can also give her a call at 901-757-5757. Keisha and Tal, I want to thank both of you for uh, being in the uh, studio today with us. Uh, we've got an upcoming event. I did want to uh, remind everyone of that. We've got uh, Social Security 2015. That's going to be an event held uh, at uh, Poplar and White Station, the library, uh, Thursday, October the 15th, 1030 to 1130 a.m., uh, hosted by Chris Purcell. If you're interested in that, please give Judy a call there at the office at 901 757 5757. Again, if you want to pass the program along to someone else, go to iTunes, search for Shoemaker Financial. Uh, join us next week uh, as we, uh, we're talking with David Peel and the Peel Law Firm about whether you need an umbrella or not. Uh, David Peel has been handling serious injury cases for almost 20 years, uh, and it's going to be a great show. Jim Shoemaker, your host, will be back next week. And, uh, we're looking for a we're looking for a good show again. Want to uh, 
the uh, the Tigers are playing again this week, five and or four and zero. Yeah, no, the Tigers are off this week. They're off. They're this off week. this week. They get a break, which is much needed because you know who they got next week. They got your alma mater the next weekend. Ole Miss local Rebels. local and here. They come into town and it's going to be rowdy. The Rebels and the Tigers, so that should be a good show. I want to thank our. Producer and board operator, Art Frederick. Guest coordinator and content, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. And compliance officer, Jim Shoemaker. Join us next week as we help you make the most of your money. Jenkins, Jason Harrington, and Tal Goldsby are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.